0: What's going on, Sabers fans? Welcome to another episode of Sabers Spotlight, where we shine a light on all things Sabers hockey. Ryan, what's going on? Not a whole lot. I'm annoyed at our hockey team tonight. Well, we don't because we don't do this a lot. Like usually, we're recording on off nights, and we got live. So I think the last time we recorded actually after a game which wasn't even like a, a real recording, it was just like a test, was uh, the Pittsburgh game, and we lost. Actually, that's kind of ironic. We oh, lost yeah. 4 Months nothing ago. in that game too. I th- I'm pretty sure we lost 4 nothing in that Did game we? as well. But it was a shutout. It was, it was written in the center 3-0. Yeah. Yeah, so here we are again. This uh, after the Sabres drop. Another game at home to the Florida Panthers. And the home struggles continue. But uh, before we get into that, just uh, what's what's new with you, man? You got anything, anything new going on in your life? Anything Dude, on the I've got
1: on? I've got nothing. I've got nothing but puck to talk about tonight.
0: I'm just I'm ready to talk
1: puck. There's a lot going on in the league. There's kind of a lot going along with along uh, going on with the Sabers. Uh, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I fucking hate this team so much. And I'm just, I'm just ready to cook them. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to take them in the back in the kitchen. I'm ready to give the ingredients to my sous chef, and I'm ready to just put them on the grill and just smoke them.
0: Well, you know, you know me. You know, I always have, I always have something. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to the savers in a minute. But yeah, you're coming with the hot takes. You're coming, you're, you're coming with the hot takes. I got a couple spicy things tonight. A Couple spicy things tonight. But so we went to Dave and Buster's. Uh, before yep, uh, or that over was the fun. weekend so this was uh for the listeners i if you're into big brother we we did we we've always watched we i you i think you guys have watched longer than us uh, yeah. together uh we've been watching probably the last like 5 5 years i used to watch it back in the day and then i like didn't and now we're kind of back on it and i love it partly part of the reason i love it is because Dude, I feel like if I went on Big Brother, I would destroy that show. Like, I think I would be a really good Big Brother <laughs> player. <laughs> like, but that aside, so, so this year we, of course, was like the first year that we did our, like, uh, our, like, draft where we each took, like, eight house guests or 10, whatever it was. And you guys won. It, it, yeah, you had it's 16 Jag. total,
1: so eight, yeah.
0: Yeah, eight and eight. So, So you guys won, so we owed you drinks, and immediately I knew we were going to Dave and Buster's because I need that. You know, I need that sweet, sweet mint mojito in my life, (laughs) dude. It was
1: it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, and the food was good too. I mean, we ate dinner, we got drinks, we played games. It was it was a nice like. It it made me feel like a kid again, kind of. Not gonna lie, it was it was pretty fun to just go there and just play all the games and stuff.
0: Yeah, it did not disappoint, and we hit a few jackpots, which was cool. And uh, yeah, it was just a, a fun night. The kids were away, and so uh, that was fun. And then the other thing, I need to, I need to bend your ear on this a little bit because, all right, did you get, do you get Lexi anything for Valentine's Day? Like, do you guys exchange gifts or anything little or whatnot?
1: Um, we just got each other candy, and I got her like. Not like expensive flowers. I just get her like you know. I wouldn't call them cheap flowers because they were like you know, the twenty dollars ones from like a store, and then yeah. like a card. You gotta get you gotta get a card, you know, dude. But yeah, it's okay. like that little thing. And like she got me like Reese's and I pounded them in like a day. So.
0: <laughs> so you so you said the the key word right there. What I'm going to get into here is the the flower aspect of things. But we don't. So me and Katie didn't get anything either like i actually got katie like she said a couple days ago that she wanted like some some uh, chocolate covered strawberries so wednesday like uh, yeah wednesday yesterday was valentine's day that was my late night at work so i was getting out at like seven anyway. so i stopped at wegman's real quick if you've been listening to the show for a while you already know i i have a beef with wegman's like i cannot stand danny wegman and that whole incorporation but anyways (laughs) again the flowers dude i i i'm contemplating switching careers and just becoming a full-time florist. Because let me tell you, I called t- two weeks ago was our anniversary on February 2nd. So I, and I was going to get Katie some flowers, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm just like, yep. you don't need to go crazy. Like just get her some flowers. So on my way home, I call the florist and I'm like, Hey, do you guys have any like bouquets out? You know, I'm looking to pick one up for my wife. It's our anniversary. And you know, thinking how much is a bouquet of flowers? I'm like, all right, like a nice one, maybe like 30, 40 bucks, right? So the lady goes, Oh yeah, we got we got three out here now. We got we got one for uh, eighty five, one for ninety-five, and then the other one's like over a hundred bucks. And I'm like <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my, yep. I'm like So I'm of course playing on the phone. I'm like, Oh, okay, maybe I'll stop by a little later, knowing like, no, I'm not coming to get your bouquet for like almost a hundred dollars, like no way in hell. So that was my first experience. Then again, I wasn't going to Wegmans last night to get flowers, but they were out of course, cause it was Valentine's day. Dude, there was the bouquets yeah. are already super marked up. I know on Valentine's day, but dude, I'm not even joking. What like Wegmans had bouquets marked for a hundred bucks, a 140 bucks. And I'm like, what? what is this? This isn't. So those were like the bigger ones. I think the, I think like the standard ones were like 40 or 50, but still just like insane prices. And I'm just like, This is insane. I'm like, flowers, like, they just die anyways. But you know me. I I actually love, like, my flowers. Like, I don't get many flowers, but we go every year, and I get my my stuff for the yard. I got a few perennials that pop up. We buy our annuals every year. And, like, I like taking care of my flowers. It's a little hobby of mine. And here I'm thinking, I should just retire as a physical therapist. I could make way more money in the floral game. The flower industry is just booming right now.
1: Yeah, you know when you're, like, in, like, in a newer relationship or, like, when, you know, if you, when you first started dating Katie or when I first started dating Lexi, I'm, like, calling flower shops and I'm getting, like, you know, the 85 to $90 ones with, like, a bear and, like, someone comes to deliver it and shit. Like, nah. When you're married, you don't have to do shit like that unless it's, like, an important important anniversary date like you had, but yeah, we we don't oh, yeah. do that. I, she's content. She's content with the cheaper flowers, and they and I put them in a vase, and they look nice. And
0: she's oh, yeah. good with that, which is is it's easy for me. Dude, Aldi bouquet—they got the spring mixes out every week. They're like yep. six bucks. Yep. That's like yep. that's yep. where you I'm go. rolling right. That's now. the way to go. <laughs> but I did see one of those couples at Wegmans when I was there. They were shopping and and they were they had like a big. They were getting like 18 strawberries. They had like a little teddy. I was like, oh my god! I'm like that. like yeah, no. whatever. Everyone goes through that, I guess. But all right. So now that I've I'm off my my little soapbox, there we can uh, we can transition into some puck. We'll go around the league here first. Not not too much going on. Around the league since last week, but one big story I'm sure everyone's heard by now: the Morgan Riley crosscheck to Ridley Gregg following the Ottawa Senators' five-one defeat to. Or uh, er, actually, I think yeah, it was in Ottawa, but it was against uh, Toronto. So, um, what do you yeah. think about this? Yeah, so, they beat course, Yeah, Greg, kind of pu- or oh, slap shots the the puck into the into the empty net and just to put a statement on it. And then Riley comes over, gives them the little the cross check to the head, which looks like it rode up a little bit, but still hit him in the head. And uh, it's been hotly debated. So uh, we'll start with your take here. What What are your thoughts? Dude, honestly, so I thought the Greg Slapshot was so awesome. Like,
1: the, the Senators have look
0: destroyed like that Like, the pictures of him, like, winding up. It's so it funny. Great.
1: Yeah, and, and Riley's just kind of standing there in the back. It's so, it's so funny. like. The Senators have been terrible this year, so like they kind of had the Leafs' number this year, and that that was the end of the season series. So, (laughs) Greg was kind of just like putting a stamp on, like, "Hey, we kicked the shit out of you this year," and it's like, who cares if he slap shots the puck into the net? Like, that's hilarious. But I also agree that like the Leafs had to do something about it, and if nobody did anything about that, like nobody stepped up to Greg physically. And the narrative would have been out there that all oh, the leaves are soft and they don't care. The only problem was like, don't use your stick as a weapon. Like he, Riley could have easily just like took his gloves off and like bear hugged Grig and got like a couple rabbit punches in there. And like, no one would have said a thing, but instead he just, you know, sticks him in the mouth. And here we are. I mean, that, this is getting way too much play. Like it is way overboard being discussed. Like, Riley did the right thing by sticking up for his team. He just went about it the wrong way. And I mean, if you don't appreciate a nice, a nice slapper into the empty net, like you're just wrong.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I pretend to agree with you uh, with, with everything there. I mean, it's, it's to me, it's like, like you said, like if it's like somebody on Toronto needed to do something, right. Cause it's that whole, the whole like code thing, I guess. But it—it's just like don't like, like drop the gloves or or just like you know go up to him and give him some shit like start a little like mock at the end of the game or whatever. But don't like don't give a cross shit to the head. I don't I don't know yeah. if you wanted to like it. Definitely like he extended his arms oh, and it kind of no, like it definitely you now dro- drove up. So yeah, so it was just like the the way he went about addressing it was wrong. But I absolutely love what what Greg did and like I get it. Like I, if someone did that to the Sabers like. we'd be pissed too like so it just depends on what side if someone did that to our team
1: if someone did that to our team and let's say like Rasmus Dahlin is like the one skating back I'd be like take off your fucking skate plate and cut him right now I'm kidding that's that's like hilarious but no I'd be like hey I would want Dahlin to go over there and like address it a little bit like I don't know about like if he was gonna if he planned on using like the stick and like obviously he didn't mean to get him in the face give him a rib shot like give him uh, not a, not a, Don't don't put yourself in. Now, I think Toronto won again tonight, so that's two games in a row that they won without Morgan Riley which is crazy. But still, like he kind of hurt his team by getting sus- like he got suspended for five games. But yeah, I mean, if that was any of our players, I'm like, whatever, just go over there, give him a little slash, give him a rib shot, like I don't know. It just it's getting way too much play.
0: Yeah, but I, aren't the I I, I forget what show I was listening to. It might have been this like fantasy show that I've been listening to. I don't. I don't think it was thirty two thoughts. I. I but so I. I'm pretty sure like the least record without Riley is like pretty fucking good. Like I think they're like, so, and weird. Two. like it's so weird. Like so weird. It's like it's just like the Sabers like being six and one with Jacob Bryson and losing for the first time tonight with yeah. With him it's just like lineup. anomaly
1: anomaly set like, that don't make any sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's it is interesting, you know. Like Keith too, after the post game, was just like, "Oh, I thought it was appropriate," and and whatnot. And and that's another thing that's been just like, so dumb. Again, like dumb that he said that.
1: Yeah, like that's not the appropriate response. It got him in the face. Like the appropriate response is yeah. to, you know, like we said, don't the appro- man. Like they are so they are such a victim complex here. It's disgusting. Like, you've seen, like, Toronto media be like, oh, since it's the Leafs, then, you know, they're going to suspend Riley for more, for five games when, like, David Perron didn't get as many games when he got his stick up high earlier this year. It's like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Like, don't yeah. get your stick up. Oh, you know, I have a better idea. Don't be losing the game and allow Ridley Grigg to walk in and rip a clap bomb into your net and do an empty net. Like, maybe play better. That, you know, that could solve the issue. Like, maybe play better. <laughs>
0: So he got five, right?
1: Yeah, he got five. He's appealing the suspension, but the way the appeals work is he's appealing directly to Gary Bettman. And there's no shot that Gary Bettman is going to undermine his player safety uh, people. And there's he's just going to uphold the suspension anyway. So it's just like, why are you even appealing? Why are you crying about this? Just serve your five games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an interesting thing. This wasn't the show doc, but real quick, I, the, the, like before we get into the Sabres news and, and discussion, cause there's a, a a lot there. Did you see the, like the Allmark Tomahawk too? No, I missed that. What are you talking about? So uh, it, it was like, it's cause it, it's cause he didn't make contact, but this was like, it was, it was like, I don't know if his last game or a couple games ago, but like this guy, um, I forget who they were playing, but he kind of like Almar kind of catches like a bow up high and it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like terrible. Like I like the, the Bruins defenders there too. So it's kind of hard to tell, like if he, if he got pushed, it, it looked like it could have been like a little bit of like a reckless play, like from the defender also, like just kind of like, not like totally aware of the situation on, on both sides, but Either way, like Almar catches like uh, a hit to the head, and then like while he's on the ground, he like literally takes his stick and tries to like like tomahawk him in the head, like Miles Garrett oh my style. God, and, like, I didn't see this. Yeah, I didn't see this at all, dude. And that's what I'm saying. Like, it, I don't. I think because he missed and it kind of like ricocheted, kind of hit him on the side. That uh, it didn't really like like get a bunch of like play or anything, but like if you go, if you like find the video, like it's, it's crazy. Cause like, you can kind of, it's, it literally, it's kind of like a miles Garrett thing. Like if he makes contact with this guy's head, like, I mean, it, it's a direct blow to the head with like, with a goalie stick, which is like, you know, somewhat dense. It's not like a regular stick. So, um, it's, it's kind of a really bizarre play, but, um, yeah, I was just wondering if you if you saw it cuz uh nothing really came No, I was just
1: trying to find it. I was just trying to find it and I couldn't find it. So it's I'll look up I'll look it up later, but that's Oh my god. Oh, light Lena. Yeah. What are you doing, my guy? Jesus. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was bizarre. It was bizarre. But All right, let's get to our uh beloved Sabers here. So we got we've had three games since we recorded last week and the Sabres go one and two in those games, we'll go over those, but we figured it'd be more appropriate this week to actually start with the discussion and the news, because there's actually quite a bit going on in Saberland. despite the lack you, you of wanna success, know why? But...
1: Do you want to know why I, pro- I proposed that we start with like the news over the recaps? Because you can sum up the recaps as just saying UPL good, team bad, and that's about it. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then I what you could throw in like a, a King's bad in there too.
1: <laughs> yeah. King's bad. JJ Paterka. Good. Benson is a child and
0: I love him. That's about it.
1: But like, <laughs> let's get right into the, let's get right into the news. Cause it is very, you know, there's some smoke here. There's a lot of smoke here with the Sabres.
0: I think we can start just because it'll be somewhat quick with uh, some of the the injury stuff. It doesn't seem like so. So UPL didn't play tonight uh, against the Panthers. Comrie was in net because of a reported lower body injury. I believe this was just. I have some news on today, that. Today, well, so they listed him as. I have some news on that. Yeah, what's go ahead? What what do you got?
1: Granado said in the post game tonight that UPL will start on Saturday.
0: Okay. So there was, it was right.
1: just, just precautionary.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's the one thing I like. You know, I can't stand Granado, and like I, I've wanted him fired like forever. But like the one nice thing about Granado is like, the dude gives a lot of information like in his press conferences, which which is kind of nice, you know. So like I I do like that about him. Even about injuries, like he's pretty like he he as much as you can give with hockey because it's like super vague, but he pretty much lets you know let you know what's up, which is kind of nice. Okay. So that's, that's good news. Lower body injury, obviously nothing serious. He's been playing a ton of hockey lately. So probably just a little sore, little banged up. Want to make sure that nothing transpires there or or progresses, especially with what they saw, you know, with Levi earlier in the year, you know, and needing to shut him down for a little bit, perhaps the bigger news here. uh, Owen power. This was earlier in the week injures his left hand in practice. Uh, so he's, he's listed as week to week. I haven't heard any updates. I know he was sent for imaging. I believe that was negative. I, I don't, I haven't heard necessarily if it was negative or positive, but I'm assuming if there was something significant that would have come out already. Um, so it looks like uh but Don did say week to week for, for power. So that's uh that's a bit of a bummer. I
1: know you just said that cardano. I know you just said that Granada, like, gives information, but I feel like week-to-week means we might as well just be writing Powers obituary.
0: (laughs) You think so? You think it's going to be, like, a long time?
1: It's so... Dude, the way they do injuries is so weird. Like, day-to-day, like, sometimes means week-to-week. Sometimes, like, with UPL, it's like, okay, he, he should be ready soon, like, the next game. And then other times, it's like... Week to week, and then someone's out for, like, fucking three months. It's just so yeah. weird how they do injuries Some, I mean, I will admit, though, lately they've gotten a lot better. Like you said, like, ronaldo has been a little bit more forthcoming. I just wanted to throw a little jab in there because we're, we're just jabbing the team tonight. We're just going throw to throw in our jabs.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, um, you know, I, 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 I'm I kind of bummed about this because, uh, I mean, power, power's power been hot and cold this year. I, I think... I don't know about you. I I feel like he's been playing better lately, like kind of somewhat hitting a little bit of a stride. So it's kind of a, a of a bummer. It, it sounds like it was just a fluke thing in practice that, that, caused yeah, that it. Sucks. So I don't think that sucks. The hand
1: injuries, man, the hand injuries this year have really sucked. that like, yeah. you kind of like need your hands to. play in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, but uh, as far as, as far as Tage goes, but yeah. So, that's it, really. I mean, uh, we all know Samuelson's out. If he was healthy, I'm sure he would have been on this injury list with something else you know, bothering him. But, uh, but he's out for the year and recovering, which is good. And then uh, trade news here. So trade deadline is on March 8th. So we're closing in on that. And we have some interest reported. Um, Elliott Friedman says teams have called on Tuck. And the Sabers seem to pretty much be shutting that down, uh, per his report. But 21 and 28 um, are also getting some interest from teams around the league. It's been reported. I know Boston is interested in uh, Poso and teams have called on Gergensen's too. So, um, what do you what do you think about the news here? Some of the the insights from from some of the insiders are around the league with with what's maybe heating up a little bit in Saberland or in the well, Saberhood I should say.
1: It <laughs> it is interesting that we're getting Sabers news from Elliot Friedman because I feel like for a long time like I feel like partially with the Eichel stuff that happened when he was here that the organization kind of like froze out Elliot Friedman which is insane cuz You know, he's, like, the Adam Schefter of hockey. But there really was no information, like, ever coming out of our organization. And now, like, all of a sudden, there's information coming out of our organization. And concerning Tuck, I mean, they're not trading Alex Tuck. This is just other teams being, like, there's blood in the water. Let's kind of just ask and see. Like, the worst we can say is – the worst Kevin Adams can say is no. Or hang up the phone. The other two, like, I'm kind of excited to just – be done with that era of Sabres hockey. Like for for as much um, for as, I should say for as good as Oposo and Gergens were as like foot soldiers and they did their jobs and I'm sure they'll be pretty good on playoff team fourth lines because that's what they are. They're fourth liners and they're pretty good at their job. I'm just ready to move on. I'm I'm just ready to move on. I'm excited for some tryouts for the kids. Like I want to see Rusek back up here. I want to see Rusek in a fourth-line role. I want to see maybe not Yuri Kulik because they're kind of slow playing him. I want to see, like, Roseanne back up here again. I'm I, I just I'm, I'm kind of just over it. I'm over them to being on the roster, and I just kind of want to see them succeed. Like, we kind of owe it to them, don't we? We owe it to them to put them on a roster that, like, will make a playoff run for the first time in Gergensen's career and, you know, of since he was with the Islanders.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I sent out a tweet about this cause it's just like, it, it's so sad when you see like all of Sabres Twitter, like collectively saying like trade 21 and trade 28, like they deserve to go to the playoffs and like have a chance to have a Stanley cup. And it's like, it's just like, it's just when, when I see it, I'm like, man, what a loser franchise. I'm like, we just, it just, cause it's impossible to do here. So like we need our players to like go somewhere else to like have a, have a chance at that. But I agree with you, man. I, I think, um, I think it's, I think it's time and if play, if teams are calling on them, like uh, why not? You know, I think, uh, you know, Kevin Adams is, is I'm, I'm sure going to, going to talk to them and they'll have as much a say in, in it as, um, as him and, and they'll, they'll probably have to agree on that if, if a move is going to be in place. But uh, I think that it, it totally makes sense. And, and I, the one thing too is like you, you, you mentioned, like, Oposo is like, or these guys is like fourth line players. It's like Oposo is, dude, he's a he's top line guy. He's, he's first line forward. So, like, they better be getting some nice compensation for him in the trade market or in the, <laughs> because he's, he's freaking like dazzling guys out there on the top line with the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm a little distracted right now because I'm following um, Bernardo's post game. I fucking hate this coach more than – I hate this coach more than I hate Ralph Krueger. Oh, you don't hear this guy call out anyone, ever. Oh, no. You never no. hear him call out anyone. I'm about to fucking pop off. I'm about to pop off. <laughs> so I don't know if you You don't realize... hear this guy
0: call out – what? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Finish.
1: Okay. You don't hear – I'm going to say this for the sixth time for the listeners – You don't hear this guy say shit about specific players ever. Samuelson literally turns the puck over, does nothing. Clifton skates over his own feet at the blue line. Don doesn't say a fucking thing. This asshole is calling out Ryan Johnson for getting stripped of the puck by literally the best two way forward in hockey in Alexander Barkov. He just called out Ryan Johnson. Can't turn the puck over in that situation. Fuck you, Don. Fuck you.
0: He's called you, our, he just, uh, he, So he won't call it anybody, but he'll call it our, our, our best defender uh, over he'll the call last... out, He'll call it a rookie. He'll call it a rookie.
1: When your when you're top line, when your big guns have not shown up for 50% of this season, I'd argue 60% of this season, you're going to sit there and name drop Brian Johnson in the post game? Dude, I am so mad right now that it is insane. I, I cannot believe it. If you're, like, if you're, if you're Brian Johnson, just, like, if you're a Granado, address it, like, in the fucking locker. Like, this is not a veteran that can, you know, you call out a Darlene in public. Whatever, dude. He's, like, getting getting paid a, a trillion dollars to play hockey. He can handle it. This is a rookie. Like, what are you doing? Where's your man management? It is insane. I can't, I, I'm just, like, following it, and I'm reading it now, and I'm like, dude, I just, I don't even know what we were talking about. I'm, just, I'm seeing red.
0: He's an idiot. I'm dude. seeing he's red. A, he's an idiot. But I was gonna say, like, so I started, I started really like this week, uh, quote tweeting like my thoughts from Granado's pressers because, well, like I said, you know, I'm 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 out on Granado. I want I want him gone so long ago. But the thing with that is, like, yeah, he's like a, like a glorified babysitter and whatnot, and and he refuses to call guys out. But in a way, like, he does every single game like because because the one thing he'll say that like his go to to blame somebody or something for the loss is like oh like we didn't have like the effort again tonight and like our guys got to learn to compete and i'm like i'm thinking to myself i'm like if i'm a player on this team and every every time we play like I don't think we necessarily have shit efforts all the time. Like I think we've had a handful of games this year where like the effort's been bad. I honestly think more of the time it's like a lack of like game plan or like lack of identity or just like strategy or like the power play sucking. Like there's a lot of variables to why like we don't compete on a day-to-day basis or on a night in night out basis. But like every single game his go-to in the post game is just, "Oh, we didn't have the effort, we didn't have the compete." And it's like if I'm a player, I'm like, "So you're just Every night you're just going to say like, I'm not working hard enough. Like that's, that's all I hear from my coach after the game. It's like, I, I think that would piss me off, but I started doing this because I'm all, I'm all the way out in Granado and I just want to hear every presser that he says, cause he's going to say some dumb shit like he did tonight. And I just want, I just want it all, all over social media. So, so everyone can just see how, how, how clueless this man is.
1: I have a question. I have a question. Who? Who was our best forward tonight through two periods? Someone that, and I'm just going to steer you in the direction where I want you to answer this question.
0: But no, this no, is no, a wait, I, wait, like, wait, wait, wait! Don't, don't steer me! Don't steer me! Okay, because this is a fun game. I like doing shit like this. I, I will admittedly say I was a little in and out of the game in the first. Yeah, you're putting two your kids games. to sleep.
1: It's fine. It's fine.
0: Uh, okay. So our best, yeah, it was like, there was, yeah, there was a couple things going on tonight, but like, all right, let's, so let's see best forward, Give me a second here. Uh, I'd say. Maybe this is, this is through two
1: periods to two, through two periods. I'm um, just dis- discount the third.
0: Uh, I, I'm going to give you, I'll give you a few that I thought were, were decent through that. So like, I'd say maybe like cousins or Krebs.
1: There you go. There's the guy that I was looking for. Peyton Krebs. Guess how much time Peyton Krebs got tonight? He got two minutes in the third period. He played a total of 12.09. This guy was flying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy was flying tonight. He was flying. And we've seen this from him where it's like he looks pretty fucking good, and then, you know, he passes it, but his pucks, or his, his passes are on the stick of Zemdis Gergensen's, who's not scoring a goal. Like, I love Zemzus Gergensen's. We just talked about how he's a good, good soldier, blah, 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 all that shit. He's not, no one is scoring off of a Peyton Krebs pet. You're not scoring if you're Zemzus Gurgensens. What does Don do? Doesn't reward him with any ice time in the third period. Two minutes, and he puts Victor Olsen on the top line for a while, and it's like, what, what are we missing as fans? Like, I don't understand what we're watching like in a game to game management thing. I, I don't What are we watching here? And I mean Henry Yokiariu can fumble fuck the puck a million times and, and, and he just like still keeps his place. Like Oh yeah. What reward the guys that are playing well. Like not like I get like they were down two nothing and they wanted a spark, but like your spark might be putting Peyton Krebs like higher up the line. He was he was flying. How do you how do you think that makes him feel? Where it's like you're you you're already stuck in this fourth line position, and even when you play well, you don't get an opportunity up the lineup. What is, what is the point of even playing well on this team?
0: No, yeah, I mean i I totally agree with you. I I'm in such an a weird place with Krebs because. Me too. I, th- I am
1: too. Uh, admittedly, I am.
0: Yeah, because I'm like I I really really like the kid. Like I do. I I think there's a hockey player in there and. And I, but I'm like, I am there's this struggle in me where like, I don't know like what he is. Like, I think he's like a third or fourth line guy, but then I'm like, what if he is a, a like really good player and could be like a second line player? I, cause I feel like he's the perfect guy that like we would trade and then he would just go to another team and Excel. And we'd be like, why weren't we doing more with Peyton Krebs? And the one thing is like, you hear this on other shows and it's been brought up like, oh, is like Kevin Adams and them, like, why is Oposo on the top line? Like, are they showcasing him? And I think to myself, I'm like, this man has played a thousand games in the NHL. What are you showcasing? <laughs> Teams know what a Kyle Oposo is. It's
1: a great point. It's a good point.
0: <laughs> like, they're no, not, they're, co- really they're not, not showcasing like, him. Yeah. Like, if he scores two goals in five games on a top line, like okay, no one's trading for him to go on their top line. They're trading for him because they know who Kyle Poso is. Like, he can sit on their fourth line, like he should be with the Sabres, and he's a reliable guy. He understands the game. He's a character guy. Like, the, the showcase point is so dumb. And, like, if that's what they're doing, which I don't know how many, how much brains Donnie has and how much brains Kevin Adams has. So, if, like, if they're literally showcasing him, it's dumb because he's played a thousand games. You know that. And same thing with Vic. Like, it, 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 he doesn't need to be on, on the top line and i don't think he got many top line minutes today but like i don't know it's but that was that i was, I'm was just his so solution. with the line when he, when he took
1: a Poso, when he took a postal off the top line because it clearly wasn't working for the fourth game in a row his solution was to put olives in there it's like this guy doesn't even play hockey this guy doesn't even play on your team really and that's your <laughs> you're gonna give him the most minutes like what are you doing dude I swear to God, man, it's it's Granado as a coach. It's the assistants that that don't know nothing, that aren't worth their shit. Like, what a horrible mismanagement of, like, not even the players, and the players obviously deserve blame, and we're going to get into, like, why they deserve blame, like, later. But, my God, man, they did not put this team, like, in position to succeed. And even despite that, I feel like they play well, like, a decent enough amount of nights where they shouldn't be – 12 points out of a playoff spot
0: yeah and it's yeah.
1: fucking annoying
0: yeah you're right i mean i mean they lost they lost tonight in a in a tough game again they didn't generate like a, a ton of chances against the panthers like grade a chances but like the effort was there it wasn't like a terrible terrible game but yeah they have just lost so many so many close games and and again i think a lot of that is Lack of identity, lack of structure, lack of, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it. We'll get into the players in a second. But um I do wanna move on to um Kevin Adams and, and his comments on uh, WGR this week. You do you got anything else here? You you want to transition to that? I'm
1: I'm ready to move on because we we can just talk about like did I did we mention that Eric Johnson's probably getting get traded too soon?
0: Yeah, we mentioned just, that last week, I think, okay. real quick. Like, I know, and I know he, so he left the game today. It looks like he got, he got it. Yeah, uh, I was
1: actually worried we were going to not get our fifth round pick.
0: I know, that I know. <laughs> but then he came back. So, but that was my thought, too, because Katie was like, I was, I was with Riley, put her in a bed and come out and she goes, oh, Eric Johnson just left the ice. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, there goes our trade. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, we're not going to get anything for him. And it's like, but like, hey, that's a, that's a draft pick,
0: you know? Hey, that's that lottery ticket. You never know. It usually doesn't yeah. hit, but whatever. But um yeah, all right. So Yeah, we can um, move on to Kevin.
1: Kevin's been impressing me lately. I'm not going to lie with his words, but I'm very easily manipulated by words. You know this.
0: Well, that's the thing about Kevin Adams is like I said this even before. Like he he does he is good with words and like he but I just the my and in like I don't even know if he's like a bad, like leader of like people and stuff. But like, I do, the thing I question most with him is just like, again, just like decisions with, with the team and like, like what he should do, like, you know, like making these moves. Like I, I have, he hasn't shown the ability to make moves or or get the big fish. And, uh, and that's, you know, that hopefully that's what he's going to do this off season. But, uh, Adam spoke, uh, with, uh, WGR on earlier this week, um, Maybe it was Tuesday. I can't remember what day, but um, he he talked to him for a while. Twenty, it was like a twenty-two minute interview. I'm just gonna kind of go through some of the highlights, and uh, I think Ryan, if you if there's any, I'll I'll kind of just go through them. If if there's any you want to like kind of chime in on, just stop me at any point along the way, and and uh, we can you can elaborate on uh, on anything specific here. But uh, they asked him about Terry Pagula and like when they meet for their uh, their their meetings. Uh, how involved is he? And, you know, is he, you know, too, too much into the bills with all that's going on over there, doesn't have time for the Sabres, whatnot, basically said that Terry is still very much engaged and that he mostly listens when these meetings occur, but says he's frustrated with the with the, the fans and, and understands they're frust- not frustrated with the fans, but frustrated, you know, shares in the, the fans frustration um, and they, they have hard conversations with him. So, um, you know, it seems like or at least it sounds like Terry's there and 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 still cares, and and that's something that we've mentioned a little bit. But
1: uh, I'll elaborate on this.
0: one. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead.
1: It is really funny because like every time any any content creator like or or like media person like you go into Lance's mentions like Lance Lysowski's mentions, and there's got to be like thirty comments that are like, "Oh, the owner doesn't even know there's a game tonight," blah, blah blah. Like the owner doesn't give a fuck. No, the Terry cares. Like he definitely cares. I think he's just. He trusts Adams to to fix this, and I wouldn't doubt that, like, behind the scenes, he's like, listen, like, I fired too many people, like, this is on you, so you gotta fix it. Like, yeah, the owner cares, I just think he's a fucking idiot. That's pretty much it. That's all <laughs> I wanted to say. I wanted to get my shot in that Pagoola.
0: Yeah, I mean, you as an owner, like, you have to care. Like, you literally own the team. Like, you're making money off it. Like, the more successful they are, the more money you make. And, like, that's all those guys care about is, like, making like,
1: money. Like, it was, it was really funny to see him, like, in the Bills' locker room and shit, like, when they were winning games, like, in their playoffs. Like, he's in the background and shit, like, pumping up the team. And, like, everyone is just like, oh, Terry cares about the Bills and not the Sabres. No. He cares. He just, you know, there's really nothing they can do about it now. I mean, see, what are you going to do? You can't really do anything about it. Like, so it's like... <laughs> Kind of just waiting till the summer, but it is really funny just to read like everyone just shitting on this guy. I, I feel I, in a way I feel bad for him, but hey, he's had the worst like 10 year plus 10 plus year run of any owner in like sports, so he kind of has it coming.
0: You know what's hilarious? What I found funny is they were when they were talking about that piece, and Kevin was saying, like, uh, yeah, you know, like we meet and, and he listens a lot, but he likes to be involved, and he goes, like, he's like, yeah, we uh, we'll bring players up and we'll, that we're watching and, and we'll we'll tell Terry and Terry will go and watch and give his input. And I'm like, they're not listening to a thing Terry said. No, they definitely not.
1: But dude, you know something crazy about Terry? This is such a funny thing about Pagula. Do you know who Terry's, you know who his favorite quarterbacks were like during the 2017 NFL draft and the 2018 NFL draft? This guy, I, I read multiple <laughs> pieces that... Terry Pagula's favorite quarterback in 2017 was Mahomes. And any time they went out to watch him, they were, like, stunned by how good he was. And then, obviously, the next year, they were like, you need to draft Josh Allen. This guy's a stud. I think Terry knows ball. I think he knows ball. I think he knows puck. (laughs) It's, like, low-key. He might know know sports. Well, he just kind of hasn't hired the right people to do his bidding.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he can't be. Yeah, he's definitely not clueless. But I just. But they're definitely
1: not like you know. They're definitely not like Terry wants this guy. We gotta. Yeah, definitely not.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that would be so. That would be so funny if that would happen. Which like that did happen
1: though. It did happen because in 2011, when we signed Christian Ehrhoff that long ass deal, his I remember someone in the media was like, "Oh, Terry loved him for Vancouver for the playoffs, so we gotta sign this guy," and then we. Gave him like a fucking boatload of money, so it it did happen before. But yeah, I I, I don't know, man. I have a hard time blaming the owner lately because I, I do feel like the pieces are in place; they just didn't execute. But it is it is easy to get your pot shots off at the owner because I mean he is a billionaire, so fuck him anyway.
0: The one thing like that I that's I think I can throw a little bit of like Terry's way is just like the arena stuff. Like, oh been yeah, nothing that, done in the thing, arena and whatnot. Yeah, and if you look 100%. at like. Like Chicklets, they just they, they do that like they just I don't know if you watch like any of their like Chicklets University stuff, but they when they was at to Penn State like, and Penns, dude, it like it's like immaculate, and I'm like, there is no way Key Bank looks like this, and these facilities are like top notch. It it looks like it looks like a pro pro uh, environment, and then some. It's it's crazy, uh, and I'm like, that's that's a dude who cares about. <laughs> Penn State hockey, a shitload. Not saying that he doesn't care about the, the Sabres, obviously, but, I mean, yeah, yeah like, like, dude, there's PS- no way yeah. these compare.
1: PSU is unbelievable. Like, what a facility that is. And they put, and that's on him. Like, he put, he didn't get any help from outside people
0: on that. That's his money. Yeah, yeah. But big money there. Big money in, in college, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I understand. And they're not even a
1: fucking program. Like, they're not even a Power 5 program. Like, they're, they're in the Big Ten, but, like, Nobody ever
0: thinks PSU hockey is
1: good. They've never been, yeah, they're, yeah. they're a brand new team. Yeah. So it's like, it's not even like he put money in like a BU or like a Boston College or a Minnesota. He put, he put all of that money in a brand new team. Like, buddy, you got a hockey team that has cup holders falling off the fucking seats.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> they like, they worship him there in Penn State for sure. But I know.
1: Cause not? that arena is fucking sick.
0: So getting back to Adams here on, on GR. So going back to the identity thing, he says, team needs to compete harder. We've heard that a million times before. Oh, my God. Got, I think have you took have gotten a shot away for from time. identity. Caught in the middle. Take a shot times.
1: for every time you say that. Oh, my God. You'd
0: be dead. But this is what I'm saying, dude. Like, like if my bosses were, ever, like, every day were like, you got to work harder. You got to work harder. I'd be like, screw you guys. Like, I'm busting my ass here. <laughs> oh, my God that's all these kids hear is that they gotta work harder they're probably like dude i can't work any harder for you for you freaking idiots. you know what
1: like zach benson must hear like gotta work harder and then he's like i'm gonna go pack us in and play fortnite i don't know what you're talking about dude like
0: yeah he's over they you... pulling a kyler murray yeah <laughs> oh keep going uh, okay, so on the Casey Middlestat rumor, she said they are not shopping Casey Middlestat and clarified that he actually has two RFA years left on his contract. He did say they expect them to work towards a contract and get him signed. So that's kind of an, an interesting uh, interesting news. He did say, or interesting clarification there on the whole Middlestat rumor. She did say that no one is untouchable. They're fielding calls on anybody. Uh, and, and he's doing his part to listen, uh, which makes a lot of sense. But he, did, he said he's not interested in moving guys out for future-type deals, looking for pieces that are going to help them win. Now, he's not going to make any moves out of frustration or emotion. And uh, it goes back to the roster again, says roster is talented, but underperforming, believes that the talent is there to climb back in the standings this year. But if uh, things fall off, then he's not going to shy away from giving players auditions if uh, they're out of the the playoffs uh, towards the end of the year, which uh, makes a lot of sense. Nothing groundbreaking there, I guess. Uh, And we talked about this a little bit earlier. He did say any deals with veteran players, they'll have insight on that. uh, And they'll have a conversation and transparency surrounding those deals. So that's your Eric Johnson, your Gergensen, your Oposo. Uh, And then he just clarified the injuries, which we already talked about Sammy out for the season power week to week. Uh, He did leave the door open for a Quinn return. I'm guessing that's probably going to be based on where we are in the standings. And then uh, he did say that Levi may come up if we need him, but it's important for him to play a lot of games in Rochester. So that was kind of the, the gist of the main points. Again, I thought he like, as far as like his performance goes, like I, I thought he did great on the, the interview. Like it was, it was, it was a nice listen. Uh, and, you know, probably a lot of stuff like Sabres fans already know and, and maybe don't want to hear. Cause just like, there's a state of frustration, you know, with things right now, but uh, it wasn't like, it sounded like he kind of was confident with his answers and stuff. and And, and he wasn't like, wasn't fumbling for words he i just thought it was a good interview overall but what what do you think
1: yeah me too I, I like i said when he even when he was on uh the pregame broadcast the other day i'm like this guy's kind of cooking with his answers here but i uh we can we can start back at, at middle stack because like earlier this week um andrew peters was saying that the sabers are shopping Middlestad and that kind of got some eyebrows raised, so this was Kevin's response to that. And there's a diff. Like, obviously, Casey is unsigned. So, obviously, teams are going to, like, smell blood in the water and be like, hey, do you think you're going to pay this player? And if not, like, what do you want for him? That is a completely different thing than saying Kevin is shopping him. Because if he was shopping him, he'd be calling teams and being like, listen, I got this player. Like, what? what's your best offer like i don't think that's happening at all i i also don't think the team is is doing contract negotiations in season right now because casey might not be a guy that wants to do contract negotiations in season you've seen it before around the league with other players where they're like i'd rather handle my business during the season and then when the off season comes up that's when we can talk money so i'm not really concerned about him specifically i know like a couple episodes ago we were discussing like whether we should keep or trade and you know there's arguments for both sides but as the last few weeks have gone by i'm fully on board with like giving him the money that he wants like i'm pretty sure he'll come in like under the cousins deal maybe like you know a little less than that or like maybe the same and I'm, maybe you can talk him into signing like a 4 or 5 year deal like a little less who knows but i i think they'll they'll sign him and that's pretty good news cuz the center spine of Thompson, Cousins, and Middlestead is good. You just gotta fill in the ancillary pieces, and, and I think we're, we'll and, and you know get a new coaching staff and
0: all that. But I'm what do I'm happy to that. You think is the lowest he would go?
1: Five years, thirty million. That's probably the yeah, so lowest. Like six a year. Yeah, but I think he's gonna end up more like more like six point five plus. Like maybe like a. I also don't think I would go eight years. You can't give everyone an
0: eight year deal. No, no, no. I, I, don't know I think
1: my, my ideal, is. my ideal years is probably four.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I I don't know if I've totally formed like my opinion on, on him yet. I, Cause like, I just think about like, like Paterka, for example. Like, I think there's just like, like, and, and Casey's been great this year and, and he is good, but I just think he's perfect in like a third line role. And then I'm like, do I want to pay that for a third line guy? And like the is going to command a salary and I'd much rather pay him. And Jack Quinn, like Quinn, Quinn's a stud. And if he can stay healthy, he's like, You're, you you got to pay him too. So like, I don't know. It's, well, I know it's, it's t- kind of nice tough. though if, that Quinn won't get a
1: long-term deal.
0: I don't think Quinn's going to get
1: a long-term deal because of injury.
0: Yeah, I mean that's definitely it definitely helps the Sabres side of negotiations for sure. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I think I, I'm still kind of undecided on, on, on him yet. It's nice to know that like he has another year from what we all thought, which is which is good, right? Because like he's 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 technically yeah, on he next he, year, right? But he, he could can't, he not play if he doesn't want to.
1: No, he'll play. It's just like remember so when we traded Reinhardt, Reinhardt effectively said like hey, either trade me or I'm going to play out this year and just go to UFA. Casey can't do that because he has two years of RFA. So, like, at minimum, he's here for two seasons, like, no matter what. So that's actually pretty good. That, that, like, gives us more leverage, too. Even if, like, even if he, if that contract goes to arbitration and the judge, like, says, hey, you get a two-year deal for this, I mean, I, I think the Sabres would be totally fine with a two-year deal. And I'm, yeah. like you said, you can't pay everyone long term bills.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just can't. So I, but I, th- I think I'm with you. Like, man, it's tough. Like, I don't know if I'd want to give him six. Like I, 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 I try and shortchange him and, and do like a, a five mil or a 5.5. If, if he was at wanting six or, or 6.5, like I'd, I'd probably have to be out on that as much, as much as I like them. There's, there's enough talent coming up in the organization. And if Adams is going to make moves, like, I think, I think they'll be fine where they don't, they don't need to, to get into that contract. But um, all right. Did you have anything else you wanted to elaborate on here?
1: Yeah. I mean, even with just that, just, just that real quick, just like, even if you did move on from him, you're also bringing in other players too. Yeah. Like yeah, if, exactly. you're not going to, if he left the team, you, you're tre- you're not trading him for nothing. You're trading yeah. him for something. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I get both sides. I'm definitely leaning like, more towards sign. But, like, the other stuff, it's just, like, it's kind of what we wanted to hear. And, and like, it, it's really just to the point where, like, the season's over and we're going to watch the games and we're going to talk about the team. But we're kind of just waiting another three weeks until trade deadline. And then we're waiting another month until the season's over because there's really nothing to play for. It's it's pretty much over. Like, it's that and then there's playoffs and lottery luck and we'll see what happens. But really the summer is where we're going to make our hay. So it's, it, it is just like a long waiting game at this point. And I hope everyone in the organization is pissed off because they should not be in this point if the situation.
0: I think the real question is, is where, where are we going to slot in Mac and Celebrini to this lineup?
1: Oh my God. If we <laughs> won the lottery dude, and we signed it, and we got him. I mean, that would be absolutely incredible. I mean, that Maybe Jack he, Eichel his, 2.0. He Dude, so this is the crazy thing. His stats right now are very similar to Eichel's draft year. Yeah. And the thing about Eichel is he played his entire college season as a freshman, as an 18-year-old. He's got an early birthday. He's a, he's like his his birthday is, what, September-ish? So it's like he's got an earlier birthday. Celebrini, his birthday is in June, but he plays a year back because he – or a year forward – or. Yeah, year forward because his birthday's so late. Like, yeah, the, yeah. the cutoff is, like, September 30th. He is playing his entire season as a 17-year-old and also putting up the numbers that Eichel put up as an 18-year-old. So he's effectively a year ahead of schedule in his development, if you really want to put it like that. And, man, this kid's going to be so good. Like, if we won the lottery... That would really change everything for me because you would need to put this kid on the roster. Like, he's not going back to school. And if he went oh, back yeah. to school, he put up 70 points on that team. Which would be, it would yeah. be insane. It'd be like, I think Paul Correa has the leading. Actually, I do think someone broke his record for points in a season, and I feel so dumb for not knowing who broke it. But Paul Correa had, like, the most points in a season as a, col- as a college
0: uh, Like, 100 points. For,
1: like, the longest time. But man, this kid is so good. I mean, he's like Matthews, kinda. Like that's the level of player. Like this kid's gonna be. And add him to our forward core. Holy shit, man! Like we could, can... and we wouldn't have to play him on the top two lines because we already got the the, two, the top two lines are basically like you know they're basically set. So yeah, that oh, would yeah, be especially
0: incredible. if Oposo comes back for another year. Yeah. <laughs> we could
1: talk lottery stuff at June in like you know April June when, when there's yeah. uh you know, April when playoffs are going on and the Sabres are probably going to be, you know, heading towards the top six pick at, at least. So it's there's a hundred
0: percent chance, though, that Celebrini will be going to Chicago. Like you can you oh, can write that in pen to, right now because that's what the NHL San Jose,
1: Chicago or San Jose because he's from San Jose.
0: That's where yeah, he's going. No, it's not San Jose because the NHL does not want that. <laughs> they want Bedard and Celebrini in the Winter Classic on January first. Like that's that's exactly what wow. the NHL wants.
1: The fact so. that you're correct is disgusting. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so we will. Um, so yeah, that's why we started with that. Lots of lots of uh, Sabers news uh, between you know the last week or so, and uh, we can get into the to the games here now. So like we said, uh, one Let's and two. Let's keep these so short. Yeah, we'll keep these short. One, one and two. Since, uh, yeah, we don't even have to like summarize them, but like, I, I guess, like, what are, are you have any like big takeaways from like these three games, or like any like key points or things you want to want to talk about? Um, I think like the Kings game was a good game, obviously seven nothing. St. Louis was like not like. A horrible game but like a, it's another game where like the penalty the power play sucked and we got beat by a backup although that goalie is like actually not bad that that Joel Holfer. and then obviously tonight was just kind of a, a, a tough game so yo what do you what do you think any anything specific you want to talk about the last week
1: the LA game was so much fun and it just reminded me how much I love this team when they like Play with confidence and, like, overpass and, and look for, like, the perfect play. And they make it look so good sometimes, but that L.A. team, man, that team is in trouble, I think. You think they're – like, I know that they're, like, in the yeah, first position, but, oh, my God. They have not been good since they – I mean, they weren't good when they fired Todd, McC- Todd McClellan, but, wow, they looked horrible against us.
0: You know what's so funny about the Kings is that – I. The, They've been on this slide for like three weeks, and I feel like everyone's still backing them, backing them. And then the Sabres scored a touchdown on them, and everyone's out now.
1: <laughs> I know. We're we're like the Grim Reaper team. We're the Grim Reaper team. It's like, hey, if you lose to that team, wow, your season's over. Yep, that's all it took. That is all it took. But... The, <laughs> this was also a funny game because this was the game, the first game without Owen power. And everyone's like, Oh, we won seven, nothing. And Owen power didn't play. And I'm like, shut up guys. Just, yeah. Please stop. That's dumb. Yeah.
0: But another I, I feel like, shutout for, I feel like, for UPL. And he dude, was, Hey, this uh, man, pay or, uh, plus 2.39 goal saved above expected. I mean, UPL has just been on a tear fourth shutout of the season. I mean, that's, I mean, he, he's really been on a, on a tear.
1: Yeah, he he is one of the bright spots of this season, and it's it's very unexpected, but it's it's a welcome sight to see. Like he he's good, man. I I would be confident with him as our starter next year.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm I'm totally fine with that. I got a couple of, like Don things I want to get to here because again, oh, I, here we I, go. I said I said I want to make him look like a fool. Okay, we're we're gonna go back to the St. Louis game in a minute, but listen to what he said after the Kings game. He says. Our team responds well and creates urgency when pressed by outside factors. We need to find a way to create that urgency in ourselves. I heard that, and I'm thinking, isn't that your job, Don? Isn't it your job to make sure your players know like, there's a sense of urgency every single game and to be able to fabricate that for your team? Like, That literally is the job of a head coach, and to sit there and say, like, oh, this team, we need all this outside pressure to, to create this urgency for us and respond well to that, which he's right, because every time they've had a shit performance, they've come back the next game and generally played pretty good. But it's like, why? Like, It's your job as a head coach to get these guys ready to play every game and to have that sense of urgency. And if we're talking about needing to create a sense of urgency at game 50 or whatever the hell it is, like that's a major red flag. I just couldn't believe it when he said that.
1: I mean, we're at the we're at the fifty plus game mark. I mean we're what, fifty four games and he's been saying the same shit like over and over. Like at some point it's not the urgency. It's at some point you're not setting up the players to succeed.
0: Well, dude, okay, so so then go back go back one game earlier. So Granado again questions the the effort and the work ethic. Asked after, says it's not natural for guys to learn how to go all the time. That has to be learned. Like, okay, I don't I don't believe that. Like, like it's it's pretty easy like to get guys to just work hard. I think like I don't know. It's just like and I
1: I don't think they're not trying either. Like I think yeah. they're trying. I just I I just don't see the magic from last year, and I I don't think they're not trying. Don' like that's not the issue, man.
0: That's no, the but issue. the even better quote after the St. Louis game was when he goes. So he said he says that, and then he says the players wanted an easier game. And in my head, I'm thinking, you wanted an easier game against St. Louis, who's in the final wild card spot, fighting for a wild card. Like you knew they were going to come ready to play. They haven't. They've won like before they played us. They had won like five games in a row. Like they were in the middle of a hot stretch of hockey. Like what did you? What did the team expect? And if the team expected that. Again, aren't you telling them guys, St. Louis is going to come in here, they're going to want to get a point. It's their first game back after the All-Star break. They want to get rolling again, they want to pick up that momentum. Common sense stuff. I actually couldn't believe it when I heard that. And then they asked him about uh, they asked him about the the effort and battling and wanting an easier game and he goes he goes, "Who wants an explanation for that? We didn't work period." And in my head I'm like, "Don. We want an explanation. We want an explanation because this makes no sense. I just I am just I I just can't believe it with Donnie meatballs. Well,
1: the thing that bothers me is this St. Louis game and the game we played tonight against the Panthers is basically the same game. I mean, we put up shots, we didn't really get to danger areas and then when we did, we just didn't score. So, I mean, they're definitely trying to do it, but they're just not they're being coached to shoot the puck more and it's like just shooting the puck more is not going to get it done. Like, <laughs> you got to go to the danger areas. you got to put bodies in front of the net. you got to get rebounds. And it's like, yeah, guys are going to do what you're telling them to do because you're the coach. So, like, if they're doing this over and over again, your message really is either translating too well because this sucks or they're just tuning you out. I'm not really sure which one.
0: Oh, dude, so that's, like, a great point because, like, that's the the biggest argument I see online is people are saying, like, oh, well, it's on the players because, like, you know, Don's bringing up how we got to get to the net and we got to do this stuff. And and I'm thinking, like, again, these guys are NHL players. Like, if this is something that's really being harped on in practice and being drilled in their heads, like, I they they would be doing it. I, I just kind of refuse to believe that, like, it's like a super big point of emphasis and that's like something that they're really really working on because then they'd be doing it at least more i i or like you said or it's yeah. just that they're not that they're not tuning him out but they're just i don't know it's it it frustrates me because it these are elementary things and they're not they're not happening on the ice so i don't understand i mean you've
1: seen you've seen the power play structure for the last you know two seasons and last year it was not good. It was good, but it wasn't good because like they were outscoring their, gen- like how much, like how many chances they were generating. I feel like they were only scoring because Tage's hand wasn't cooked and they were just crushing the slap shots in the top corner all the-, all the time. But like, you can't rely on that. Like they're, they don't, they don't really get to the middle of the ice like ever. And then when they do, it's like, they're just not scoring, but they don't do it often enough. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like the whole game plan is not correct for the roster that they have. They scored 300 goals last year. What, why did we change everything?
0: Yeah, dude. I don't know. I, I, I sent out this tweet today from the account and I, cause I was thinking about this. I was off today. So I had a lot of time. So I'm just sitting home thinking. And I was just like thinking about some of the the moments or like the memories from like, the 2022 23 season and I'm like there's so many that I can recall just like yeah. gr- like great things and then I'm like thinking about this year and I'm like there's none like there's not there, there's not like a ton of like great plays it's just meh just it's, it's just it's- like
1: it's like JJ doing something sick or Benson's goal through the legs. And that's all I can think of. Yeah. About the time
0: yeah. Like the one I posted on Twitter was like Benson's first goal, like the, the through the legs goal. And then the other one was like his one from the other night where he's like falling back. Like Benson yeah. just does sweet shit. Cause he's like a carny boy and he just likes like tricks and stuff. Like whatever. It makes perfect sense. But
1: yeah. Like remember um, when, remember when Dmitry Filipovich would tweet out like just Tage Thompson clips, like at will, I feel like yep. he hasn't done that at all this year because Tage Thompson just like doesn't do fun shit anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know, and, and and we talked about this before we came on. You're you're more blaming the hand for that. I'm I'm just like I'm just gonna be a little harder. No, on No, it's bold. Cool. He's just She's not, he's also not playing well. The thing with him is like it's like little shit, and and this this could be the hand. I don't know, but it's like little shit with him, like not retrieving a puck clean or just like. I don't know, just like being, being like clumsy on the skates. Like it's just like, or like misreading a play. It's just like, it just something looks a little like disconnected, you know, for me right now. And I've, I've seen the shot. Like he's, he's still like, he hasn't scored a lot this year. I think he's got like 14 goals, but like his, a lot of his goals are kind of like classic Tage goals, you know, like, well, not like the dangle stuff, but like this, the slash.
1: Like just beating goalies clean.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, I, I've, like, I've seen that like, that's just not gone, but it's just these little things where I'm like, it's just something's a little bit off and, and, and yeah, he's, he's had these stretches. I mean, he's not a bad stretch right now, but he's had these stretches of play where he's just been, been quiet. And, uh, and a lot of our, a lot of our top guys have, and, and that's why we are where we are today. But
1: You know, what we haven't seen from him this year, like almost at all is him, like, using his wide frame and, like, cutting in for, like, a 1v1 on a goalie and then just, like, pulling it around the goalie and stuffing it in. Like, he has not done that a single time this year.
0: Yeah, so that's where I think, like, the hand is, is if, depending on where that's at, again, we don't know, but, I mean, there's been way less stick handling from him this year. And, like, I don't think that's just gone from him, like, he still can stick handle. So, like, it, it, it makes me believe that the injury is probably limiting that somewhat, but also it's like, dude, like, just, give, just get the guy some pain meds before the game then. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, everyone does that shit. <laughs> <laughs> just like football. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's
1: frustrating. He's, he's frustrating. Skinner's frustrating. When's the last time Skinner scored a goal?
0: Do you know? because I don't I mean I, I mean I can look it up real quick but I mean he yeah he he does absolutely nothing other than score he he doesn't contribute any defensive effort I mean his passing is absolutely atrocious I mean this guy the just worst... like, literally part of sends why the power no play is so bad everywhere.
1: part of why the power play is so bad is because of him he's one of the worst power play players i've ever seen in my life
0: Yeah he like, I, like
1: we said uh, earlier uh... Cousins was terrible for our half the season now he looks like he's back
0: yeah, Quinn got yeah injured I, I, i'm and, not too upset with cousins yeah
1: like this this like just
0: sucks it just
1: it sucks man
0: cousin or uh skinner's last goal was january 9th
1: um over a month ago
0: yeah i mean granted he was hurt for a little bit right so but so he oh, hasn't scored right. in so he hasn't scored in seven games so he's played seven games since then Jesus christ um, but like, how many games have we played since January 9th? You know, he he missed a few weeks, so he probably missed like six games or so. But um, but yeah, I mean, since he's, I mean, since he's been back, he's got uh, he's got one point in those seven games, one one assist in those seven games since since coming back. And I mean, he's getting yeah, it's not
1: good enough. It's not good enough.
0: I mean, he's playing, you know, sixteen minutes a night, you know. So, but. I don't know. You look at shots on goal too, like two, one, zero, two, zero, four. Like yeah, he's, he's not, not doing
1: anything. He's literally yeah, he's... not doing anything.
0: Yeah. So he's out there's there for a skate. Yeah. There's, I have a lot of frustrations with him. I mean, he's kind of always been that way, but, but, but it wasn't last year. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like that Skinner, Tuck Thompson line last year was absolutely cooking. And, and again, that goes back to the play style of just like, why are we changing so much shit up? Like, I mean, that St. Louis game, dude, our only goal was... The only reason we didn't get it shut out goal. in that game was because of an own goal. You know, otherwise yeah. we would have been shut out twice in these last three games. Yeah. That's it's not... Like,
1: it's just not good enough. It's not, it's not good enough for the personnel that we have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else we want to get to Sabers wise I got one thing real quick, but if you're not, then we can transition here um, to the Amherst. I don't...
1: I, I think we kind of just... I think we kind of touched on all of it. I mean, we're just... Just, it's just not good enough. And it's, I'm just kind of like waiting for the season to end really.
0: Yeah. Well, let's, you know what, let's, let's, let's finish before we, before we, well, let me, let me, let me say what I want to say here. Cause I put a poll up on Twitter. So I want to just kind of like read the results of that on the show here. Okay. And then uh, we'll finish with like a bright spot, like to finish on a positive note here. Like you already mentioned like- UPL, but let's, but let's, let's try and think we can each say one thing maybe, but so I put this out four days ago. It was, up, it was up for a couple days and got some decent action. But I, I just simply asked, like, who deserves the most criticism for the, the Sabers' failures this season? Not like – and I had – there was four options, like Granado, Adams, uh, the players, or ownership. I'm like, those are kind of the, the main four, you know, heads here. And uh, no surprise, Kevin Adams led the way, uh, 41%. And then Don Granado uh, second with 25%. So 66%. So pretty much – you know, two thirds of the vote went, went to those, those two guys players was at 19% and ownership 15%. So, I mean, that kind of lines up with like what we've been saying, you know, like we've, we've kind of given more to, to Adams and, and Granado And then obviously some falls on, on the players too. Uh, Terry is, is what he is, but, uh, yeah, I just kind of wanted to, to, to kind of put that out there, uh, before we wrap things up, but,
1: I, I do like some positivity on the podcast because there's not much positivity we can talk about.
0: Well, I got a positive thing, anyways. That wasn't a, that wasn't a positive thing. That was just more. But but you can lead off. You got what do you got? You got it. You got anything here? You mentioned UPS.
1: Honestly, besides him, I'm not really feeling too positive right now. <laughs> i'm just feeling so sh- it's just it also is because we just got pounded so i'm like do i really want to give them like any credit at all like you could easily be like we kind of stumbled into upl being good but yeah upl's pretty fucking good man and that that's that's exciting and <sighs> i just need this team to be good at some point in my life because This feels like a waste of time to be a fan of them. And I'm, I'm so pissed. I'm so pissed right now. And it's frustrating.
0: Yeah. Despite his mistake tonight, I'd have to say like (laughs) the young kids are still playing good. Like Ryan Johnson looks good. Benson obviously looks good, you know, but like, that's, that's pretty much all I got. It is, it is just like, it is just like tough sledding right now. And I really, really hope I can come on here next week and give the good news that Don Granado is fired, and then I'll be so much. It's happier. not happening.
1: <laughs> it's not happening. He's coming back next year. He's coming back. That's the thing. Oh, That's the God thing God. that is so frustrating is the fact that it, I can't. I'm gonna say like 85 percent chance he's back next year.
0: I think you're right. <laughs> that makes me sad. I know. Here's I know. some. Here's some good news. Here's some good news. Devin Levi stopped 37 and 39 st- uh, shots the other night. For the Rochester Amherst, and they won six to two over the Utica Comets. And I'm gonna predict this. I believe we're getting playoff hockey in Buffalo, Rochester, and it's gonna be the Amherst because they're they were heating up a little bit before the All Star break in the AHL, and they come back and now Levi's there full time. He's locked in, and I think they're gonna go on a nice little run here. So I'm gonna I'm I'm hoping that I can really start paying a little bit more attention here to the to the Amherst because I I I think they're going to go on a little bit of run and they got a lot of games here lately they play tomorrow they got and then they got let's see one two three they got six games in like 10 days so they're going to be playing a lot of hockey here lately and I think they're about to. Jesus Christ
1: well if my computer wasn't being slow I was gonna oh this is the wrong website wow I'm gonna (laughs) look up right now where the where the Amherst are before I start talking about them because there's some guys I want to talk about
0: but knowing Adams the, they'll go the Amherst <laughs> will make like a run and then Adams will pull up all their guys to the Sabres because the Sabre season is lost and then the Amherst will miss the playoffs by like one point
1: <laughs> so how do playoffs work I forget how playoffs work in the AHL but the Amherst are third in their division right now so
0: I think yeah, the yeah, top. Spot, I'm not sure yeah, I yeah they are I I think it's top I think it's top three
1: okay so they're in a playoff spot but man so besides Levi I've heard a lot of buzz from people that Victor nochev is kind of like finding his game and that's super exciting because it took him a little while to to find like come over to North America from Russia and like you know it's a new country that's crazy you know he probably doesn't speak English that well and he's kind of finding his game a little bit in the absence of, you know, Cooley missed time and he's back now. So hopefully he gets like back into a rhythm because he kind of was struggling after the world junior, which I guess is normal for like a 19 year old player. And yeah, I think the Amherst like with Levi in goal for most games, I think they're going to be a force again in the AHL playoffs and following it last year, it was a lot of fun to follow last year. Like we watched every game.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure, and we actually have the HLTV this year, so like we'll we'll definitely uh, be watching. And yeah, I mean, so they're twenty two, uh, six and five, so they're uh, one game over, again one game over five hundred. Uh, that's twenty six and twenty. We've already been through this with the Sabers, but it's funny because I heard the other day like they're like the Sabers, like when they, when they play in the Blues, like if they won, people are saying they're back to five hundred. I am like, no, they're not. I am like, it's just like come on, that's like- how things works. Yeah, they're two sixteen. 16 He's had six. 16, and five. Oh, yeah. twenty two sixteen and five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just but, the yeah, one I mean, game but, over.
1: They've had some fucking awful goaltending. Like, I've watched, like, I've honestly, like, since we got AHL TV this year, I've, like, tuned into, like, a lot of games, like, more than I thought I would. And, oh, oh yeah, my God, fun. the goals they're coming up. The goals they were giving up were just horrible goals. So with Levi, I feel like he's kind of, he's up to a 918 save percentage in Rochester. That's pretty goddamn good.
0: Yeah, I think Levi's going to like tear it up there, which is good. That's that's good for him. The Sabre season is lost. So just let him go down there and, and play. And, and I mean, look at Joey Decord was just talking about that on Chicklets a few weeks back, how he got hot. In the calder cup playoffs last year just playing a bunch and look at him now he's playing really good for the the kraken and uh so it, it's gonna do good for levi down there but the amherst i mean i give them a lot of credit for weathering the storm early on in the year with all their injuries and then there was guys coming up with the Sabres kind of in and out so they had a lot of like fluctuations to this point in the season so far and i th- and i feel like barring you know hopefully some better injury look, they're, they've kind of stabilized, and, and this is why I'm, I'm predicting them to, to get a little little hot here. I mean, you're right about the goals. They've, they've let in 157 goals, which is definitely, it's not the, the most in the league, but it's, it's definitely top five as far if I'm just doing a quick scroll right now. So a little bit better defense and goaltending. Uh, the scoring is there, so uh, I'll, be, I'll be watching them for sure. They're, they're an exciting team to play or to watch.
1: All right, let's go Amherst.
0: All right, well, looking ahead for the Sabres here, we got, you would think, three winnable games between now and next week. We <laughs> play Minnesota, we got Anaheim, and Montreal. So Anaheim's at home, and then away at Minnesota, away at Montreal. You got predictions here, Ryan?
1: Well, we're definitely not going to overtime because we don't do that. So I don't know, one and no. two,
0: one and two, yeah. Seems yeah, right. I mean, seems like
1: we'll get our shit pushed in by Anaheim of all teams.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's the game we actually win. I'll even though that's at home and we and we pretty much suck at home. Uh, I I think Montreal is gonna gonna crush us. Honestly, I could see that being like a four or one game or something. Like Montreal, I don't know why. I just have a bad feeling about that game. And then I'll give Minnesota a win uh, uh, against us too. So I'll say one and two as well. Um, That's just where we are. I need to see changes.
1: I need to see changes. I need to see the old guys off the roster. I I just need it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, we still got a few weeks away from the trade deadline. So probably not going to be – too much happening between now and next, but if there is, you know, we will be, we will be back next week for that and be sure to follow us on socials. We've been getting a bunch of fun engagement over there, you know, which is, which is cool. But again, that's at Saver Spotlight, Uh, and you can uh, find our um, individual uh, Twitter's uh LinkedIn with the, the show notes as well but if you like the show of course follow on Apple Spotify we upload everything to YouTube you can watch us there and uh questions and, and feedback can be sent to, to the email but that's going to wrap it up for today and we will uh see everybody back here next week and that's that's about it go savers
1: Yeah, go (laughs) Sabres. Goodbye, everyone. (laughs)